Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Joy T. Williams' Journey of Joy podcast. I'm so excited that you are here listening with me today. Today's episode is going to be really cool. So you actually caught the perfect one. Now, I am a listener-supported radio, so make sure you leave your change and also your comment on Spotify, where I have a poll and a question for other people to continue the conversation along with us. So join in, read, kick your feet up, and make sure that you have a nice, warm cup of love with you. Ciao. You know, I had all this training when I was younger about the earth, about taking care of the earth, they only have one earth. Like it was a really catchy tune. And so now that I'm older, I can't get away from not thinking about the earth and my programming and my affairs. Like I just have to include it. I can't not include, I can't not include it. So when people say only do one thing, that to me is like a colonial mindset that we have bought into. <laughs> but we're not one thing beings. We just don't eat and that's it. We also poop. We also sleep. Or we're supposed to do those things. And we can't leave out the very source of how that food gets to us. The earth. You know, people call her mother. People call her creation and it. I just know that the earth groans, the earth is a being. And indigenous first natives, first peoples, however however you want to call the people that were here before the Europeans arrived, there is something beautiful about being able to understand their relationship to the earth. And the indigenous peoples that I know, you know, that are in my own family line, and my grandmother used to say that we had part Cherokee. But I also have African descent. And even those of my African ancestry, the earth was so important for survival, and they recognized it with their daily happenings. It wasn't just, oh, just, you know, don't worry about that thing. The compost and taking care of the earth is just as important as feeding people. So here I am, two hours after the pantry ended, and I'm dealing with the compost. Throwing away plastic, recycling what's recyclable, trashing what's trash, and going through the motions of container after container after container. And it is a lot of work. People sit, tell me all the time, Joy, that's a lot of work. I know it's a lot of work. I feel it. <laughs> And people at the, at the pantry, they know it's a lot of work, too, because 
they're the ones who are on the front end of the compost process. Unwrapping the old meat, the old bread, the cookies, the cakes, all those things that people don't want. Or even the produce that we get from the markets. You know, sometimes we don't even pick up food that's usable. We pick up what's already, what they would have trashed, but they're giving it to us. That's a whole other issue. But in their minds, we take the bad with the good. But my point in the conversations I have had with the grocery store owner is how can we make what we get less bad overall? That's, that's the hope. That's the work. I finally got some of the some of the volunteers to really start composting with me. So that that is an success. That's a big success. So, but what am I doing now? I am emptying the compost bins that have made it here to my backyard. And I am uh, trying to do this. <laughs> taking it off the truck, taking it off, uh, uh, and in the midst of these mosquitoes. And the bins are quite heavy. If it was a little bit lighter, perhaps it would be a little bit easier. Before, it was easier. Um, but I actually hurt my back a while ago because it was so heavy. So I'm really trying to be mindful. Trying to be very mindful of my back. So what am I doing over here? There are four large trenches that are really full already and I'm putting more food here because I don't have anywhere else to put it and it has to get off my truck <laughs> um, so I've put the, four, the trenches are four feet deep um, I'm moving wheelbarrows picking up containers that are about 40 to 50 pounds each uh, my doctor remarked today how strong I was, that I must work out. Yeah, I told her, no, I didn't work out. I didn't tell her what I did, but I was like, yeah, no, I don't work out. Um, don't need to when you're doing this several times during the week. Yeah, I looked down at my pants and they had a hole in them because I had, uh, I had ripped them. But yeah, we have quite a few containers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen containers and one bag that I have to find a home for. 
that I will find a home for, a good home, not just like, you know, we're gonna dump it in the woods. Although, our compost pile that was before now was pretty much that. We pretty much just dumped it in the woods. But we can't dump these in the woods anymore because of the wild dogs, the foxes, the rats, the possums, the raccoons. I like have a zoo here on some respects because uh, the amount of wildlife that this attracts is concerning, which is why I ended up doing the trenches that are four feet deep and that um, are about six feet wide and about 12 to 15 feet long. Um, not all, not each trench is that dimension. They're a little bit different, but I had someone bring in an excavator and that's how we were able to, uh, to do this one. It's using an excavator. But this food has been, um, de-wrapped by the volunteers at the pantry. And so I layer it within the trench. There's a part that's carbon underneath. So this is the first bag that I'm gonna get from my truck. Um, it's a bag of bread and it has a little bit of meat in it, but I layer the wheelbarrow with a layer of wood mulch. And that just kind of helps to not get anything sticky in the wheelbarrow. So there's not really um, too much to that science. But the other good thing is that when I dump it in the trench, what's on top are the wood chips. So that gives me um, a head start in getting the food covered. Um, opposed to having to dump the food and then go behind it with the wood chips. I really want the wood chips infused throughout the layers because what actually ends up happening is the wood chips will go in between the food scraps, create air, create micro, um, uh, microbes, not create, they're in the wood chips, and then that will interact with the nitrogen, the carbon and the wood chips will interact with the carbon. Well, the carbon and the wood chips will interact with the nitrogen and the food. And that is where we get the sweet spot for how food and wood chips or leaves or sawdust or anything that I have for the carbon source will end up with the soil. So that's a very good thing. That's that's what I want. So layering the the uh, wheelbarrow first with the wood chips. Then now I am putting the bag of bread on top. And the reason why it's a bag of bread because I didn't have any empty bins. Um, oops, it's falling on the ground. 
I didn't have any empty bins at the uh, the pantry for them to put it in. And actually, I'm seeing some uh, meat. So there, it's some meat that's also in this one. So I definitely want to get it covered with at least two feet. Uh, it rained here the other week. So I am able to wet the food using some of the water that the um, the uh, the rain that was caught in some of the bins that were open out here. So once I do this layer, that's what I'm going to do. And that's it. I just, <laughs> I do it layer by layer. So now... I'm going to get another layer of wood chips and the uh, wool bear, and I'm almost out. I had um, a company about a month ago um, give me a drop load of wood chips, and I am really at the uh, the end the end of this. So any one of these important steps, it really stops the process. If I don't have wood chips, if I don't have leaves, if I don't have sawdust, the process gets stopped. If I don't have a place to put the leaves, the sawdust, the wood chips, or the food, the process gets stopped. If I don't have anyone to separate the plastic from the food, the process gets stopped. The process stops. Every last part of this process is uniquely and powerfully interconnected and has a profound effect on the ability to do the operation overall. It's kind of like us as human beings. It's really important that we understand that we are all interconnected. I don't think some people have gotten that message yet. <laughs> they may feel like people are indispensable. So, here I am with another bin. And uh, I don't know how long I'll be out here for. My goal is, there's no way that my goal, my hope, my wish is that I could process all of this. But it is... 7.15 um, on a night that it will soon get dark around 8 um, and I still need to cover it so I have about 20 minutes of work maybe and already this is already like there's no room it's like ugh. Ah. Ah. The will bear fail sooner than I wanted it to. Yeah, there's all types of compost flies and bugs that are in the compost. But what's good about this weather now is that it's not as hot. So things aren't decomposing 
at such a fast rate as it was a month ago. That was brutal. That was really, really brutal. Having all of that um, was just, that was really hard trying to keep up because um, I just couldn't. There was, I just couldn't. So uh, here I am putting another layer and this is just a risk because four feet deep putting layers of this type of food down the depth of it in and of itself would prevent things from digging so far but with it being just a foot and a half close to the surface to the top I don't know how I'm going to get two feet of dirt all the way around it to prevent uh, you know prevent the stuff from being dug up that's the uh, that was the point of these trenches was to keep things from being in it so and some of these bins are just so heavy I mean like my lord um, like this bin I don't even know how much it weighs it definitely feels like it's more than 40 pounds Gotta be careful making sure that I'm stepping with the weight. Not. Uh, uh, God help me. I need a way to figure this out. I need a way to make this happen. Excavator is what I would need. Like, the ideal situation is that I had a mechanism of being able to process the compost, turn the compost, and produce dirt all in the same space. Ideally, that would, be, that would be the goal. That would be... That would be the process. <sighs> what I'm trying to do now is get all the bins that have meat in it and process winners first. Because that will attract nasty things inside the bins. And I don't want that. So I'm just bringing the bins to the end of the truck, taking a look, seeing what I can see. Inside. So for some of this stuff, what I'll end up doing is, even if I can't process it, like, here, um, like, maybe this is not, um, uh, let me see, does this have meat in it? Oh, I see any of this. I just gotta be able to 
know to some extent what I'm doing because that's how that's how progress will happen. So I'm make sure when I get it that I get it all as much as possible. So I'm closing things up, and by closing things up, it, ooh, this stuff stinks. Definitely smell the, the meat. So what I'm going to do is put a layer of leaf mulch, excuse me, put a layer of leaf, leaf mulch. Let me get this glass bin out of the truck. And then I got to wash my gloves. So many gloves here. I mean, I love the work. I love working hard. I love sweating. I love doing good work. I think all of that meets those check boxes. And I think that's why I keep at it. The challenging part is that it pushes me to do more than what's humanly possible for me this point time wise and workforce wise so that's the only thing that gets me thinking like well how else can this be done and how long you know do I do this I think about George Washington Carver you know how long he walked the miles at school and look what he ended up being or W.E. Du Bois. Think about all the ways in which he was able to learn to read in spite of what they called darker-skinned people Negro back then and not being able to. And yet, he went on for so many sociologists and theorists to be able to grab hold of his learnings and writings and teachings and he's affected many, many different sectors of our society today. So I just gotta think that even though this is low we work, nobody wants to do it <laughs> that maybe one day it's gonna end up being a good example or great, I don't know. But um, being able to compost on this scale I can't leave Mother Earth. I can't leave my creation. I can't separate myself from the land. Because how do we get the food in the first place? How rude it is. Like if someone gave you something... 
right. I love them say the product. That they made. The earth made these biscuits. <laughs> they made the wheat. Made the yeast. All of it. Can we not? that you're saying is my problem was actually our problem that ended up being our problem. Um, I should have come on about this from the beginning and we have a bit. So now when I'm composting the only pantry that does that. All the other pantries just throw their food away. You hear that? Right here. And all these other pantries, I'm sure there are individuals who would say save the earth. I'm sure they would say stop mining for coal. Stop fossil fuels. Just stop it until it makes me uncomfortable. And then start again. It doesn't work that way. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable. If you don't want what is, you no longer Otherwise, we're living in a fantasy. But most of us do that willingly anyway. So right now, I just put two layers of leaf mulch. I'm getting ready to put a layer of a, uh, spread it out some. I'm getting ready to put a layer of. I think I just saw a rat hole. I think, I'm not sure, I wouldn't doubt it. As much as I try to cover this up two feet deep, I'm not really measuring. I can't. I just say, all right, I think I got it. So they can find their way. Oh, and it's so, like it's just so much. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep getting my leaf mulch, but then I'm going to cover the top of it with cardboard. I'm going to wet the cardboard 
with the bins of water I, I mentioned. And then I'll cover the wet cardboard with some of the wet chips up with another layer of wood chips and leaf mulch, depending on how much I have of either. So both are getting scarce. I need another load of both. God. Excuse me, please send me the wood chip again. Please send me some more leaf mulch. I don't know how long it takes me to do this. Um, I can easily spend two hours and uh, still be. Well, actually, I'm only going to spend an hour tonight because of the time it is and what time it gets dark. And I don't want to be out here in the dark. One of my neighbors told me to stop working one night. And he said, don't be out here at night by yourself. <laughs> so ever since then, I stopped. <sighs> I live in a neighborhood where there's incidences of car break-ins, gunshots, and um, he was concerned about me being snatched. So, he doesn't have to warn me twice. So I usually try to go down. When I say go down, I mean like go back inside. As soon as dusk hits after the sun goes down, that's only when I have to. It's not a normal practice at all. As a normal practice, I try to do this in the afternoon. But we ended the pantry so late today because we had issues to deal with regarding how we're going to let the youth who come to shop for their families enter the building opposed to the kids or the youth that enter the building and have done vandalism. So we had a discussion amongst the, the volunteers there about what we're going to do. And we just decided that we're just going to be very watchful, but all youth will be allowed to come in. Um, and we'll just be able to learn who's who and make it very clear to the youth that if there's any food that's thrown against the building on the ground, uh, dumped in the street, and we find out who it is, they're going to not be able to come back. But the concern was that there were kids who were actually coming to shop for their whole family and who take their time looking at the food. And the youth are often described as adults, those that do that. The youth that are constantly getting food for their family, their behavior almost 
looks like what the adults do when they come. They take their time, they evaluate what's there. So we don't want any of the youth, no matter what their situation is. Because some of the youth, they want to come just to have some type of interaction. You know, some just want to come because they want a snack before, if they get anything else to eat in the day. You know, some kids just want something sweet just because. We don't know enough about these kids' situations to be able to say no to the challenges how do we deal with some of the kids whose behavior has been described as disrespectful and still make it available for all? It's a great question. And we had a chance to talk a little bit about it. We came to, ooh, getting tired. We came to the conclusion that uh, what was the conclusion? The cl- conclusion was, um, what was the conclusion? Yeah, they're just going to be in the building. And that will just be watchful and let them know the message. And um, make the kids a part of the process. That's what I've been saying. That's what I've been trying to do. So we call it a holistic produce pantry because we do more than just food. It's a holistic produce pantry because you have to do more than just food you want to see real change. We call it a holistic produce pantry because from the beginning, people that are food insecure are also insecure in other areas. So, We use this platform to be able to offer other resources. Here's a layer of cardboard. Breaking it up with my foot so that I can break it down. The box. Fold it. Tear it where I need to tear it. And then lay it down. It's not perfectly laid down. It's not perfectly laid down at all. Like I need more cardboard too. But I use what I got. And this is what I got. Oh, now here's the part of taking the, the, the wood chips with the water in it. They're kind of heavy, so I'm not even going to try to pick it up. Just gonna it right here. But wetting the cardboard will help the cardboard to break down. So that's that's the point of that. 
I'm just so grateful for the volunteers. Yeah, this one, a rat chewed through the side of it. Getting through. See that now. I'm so grateful for the volunteers because they really have, um, you know, made a point to be a part of this big operation. Like, I asked them to not everyone can do this work. Not everyone wants to. But I feel what they're saying. Like some of the volunteers are like, you know, we get some people and they get multiple things of food and they come back twice. Twice in a week. And so we are going to make some changes now that the word is spreading and we have kids coming. I'm going to ask certain folks who come twice a week because we don't restrict how often people come. It's when we're open, you can come. If you came here Tuesday, you're welcome to come here Thursday. can get what they need. That's my hope. It's making it available for everyone. And to keep making it available for everyone. It's not available for everyone. There's some people who are intimidated because it's mostly black people and those are mostly white people. I don't know what to do about that. these weeds down. So I have three more bins to, to empty of the water. Oops, wrong side. I'll be out here with the... Come on. This gets, this gets hard. It's really hard. Two more. Then I'm gonna go over it again with 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 some more leaf mulch. But let me check the time if it is getting dark. And tonight I may not be able to cover it, which I may have to just count my losses. And if something gets into it tonight, 
I just, I just have to count my losses, like I said. Yeah. On the cardboard. Come on, on the cardboard. Come on. All right, that was the last container with the water in it. Man, I really do want to air this chicken. I was hoping that I would be finished so I could go and get some. Chicken. Doesn't look like that's gonna happen tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna need to soak in a nice warm something with essential oils. Oh, excuse me. Up in that oil. Lavender. Yeah. I don't know, but I can't get my feet to be pretty again. It's like, man, that's well bare well. Got flat again. Oh, that's annoying. That's so annoying. Oh. I just nothing else I would love to just get some more leaf mulch to put on top because what that will do um, is at least keep the cardboard from drying out and since I just put a lot of effort into wetting it at least want that to stay moist to help with the decomposing process so what am I going to do with these trenches well, once they are filled, I will mix some topsoil on top, and the topsoil will be some rock dust that I had delivered with a little bit of the red clay soil that's here, with a little bit of leaf mulch. And then I'm gonna plant this winter as a greenhouse, corn, tomatoes, I don't know if I'll have enough sunlight to do corn actually, but I'll definitely will do tomatoes and I'll do green peppers. Um, but I definitely want that area ready for corn next year. So that's, this is the beauty of, uh, cause all of that heat will be stored in the plastic, which will be great that I will put on top. And so I can do some melon. I was thinking about that. I didn't, I did plant some watermelon, but I didn't get a chance to get them this summer, this season. They, um, they bloomed late because I had problems with irrigation. And uh, so I didn't get a chance to, uh, 
it's uh, the fruit <laughs> of my labor. So I know melons really like compost mixtures. So I'm really excited to try to, try to do this greenhouse um, effect. And woo, smelling better, which I know I'm getting to my my limit, which is great. Because if you bury it properly, you also bury the smell. So this is all really good. Let me check the time because it is getting darker. The lights came on. It's 7.49. All right. Just... Maybe I'll just do a few more 20 minutes. So until 8, 10. All right, I think I can do that. We'll see. I really don't want to get in the habit of being outside so late. So, and I thank God for giving me the ability to be out here now, to clean that off my truck. Thank you, God, for making another way and just helping me overall. Maybe I can get some of the medical students. I get some medical students who'll help me from time to time with uh, getting leaf mulch. So if I can get them to get me some, that would be great. finish a growing season the idea is that the actual substance will go down in height so at that point it would be good to take a machine like another excavator of some sort to uh, turn it at the lower height to make sure that even the stuff on the bottom has had enough liquid to decompose. And it should. Like, this, this process should create enough liquid that it should trickle down to the bottommost layer of this pile, which is the mud or the clay. And the clay holds in water, so it won't absorb in itself very quickly. Um, what I need to make sure is that I create pockets of air. And the plants, when I plant them, should be able to do that. Um, as I keep planting, as the height goes down, the roots from the melons, from the squashes, from the watermelons that I may plant or the corn, their roots will go down to the 
bottom is the lowest point or we'll go lower and it will help with the airflow. So that's the process and that's the hope of all of this. So now I'm getting to the point of the leaf mulch that's kind of like a part of the ground. So it's, all right, it's getting really dark now. Like, not even funny. Um, all right, so I may not be able to stay as late as I wanted to. I'm barely able to see where my pitchfork is going. That's a good sign. But it's time. Well, I didn't finish all of the tiles that I wanted. So let's see how much I did get done. I did clean off the truck. It does kind of smell here still. And there is a part of this that is, um, man, I really want to do one more, but I'm just going to say no, because it's late and I don't want to get in the habit of pushing. This is the part of the process. I didn't finish, but I thank God for what I did do and for what I was able to get done. Now, I'm going to set myself up for tomorrow morning, because tomorrow morning I'll be able to get up and hopefully or beat any type of animal, but I don't know. I don't know how often they find themselves here, so, so with that, I'm also going to put the cardboard found a few more pieces, put this in the house of the wood chips, I can feed in the morning to break them, and then the gloves need to be washed. I'm not going to my washing machine, I don't know how I'm going to wash them, but let me just take them because they're too dirty to leave in the truck. Alright, God, thank you. I will remain committed until the day I die. I hope my heart is true on that one. Just help me along the way, Lord. Just help me along the way. Oh, yeah. Good night, y'all. I hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast today. I am so grateful that you stayed with me the whole time or even part of the time, several times if you needed to. Listen, this is a listener supported radio or podcast. So make sure you leave some change and some joy. Ciao.